Hello, guys. Welcome to a new episode of Go Call Your Sister. Allie and I are currently going back and forth about who is going to do this <laughs> intro. Um, but it's Tuesday. It's a new week. We are really excited about today's topic. All around, just I feel a lot of good energy today and a lot of good energy about this episode. So Agreed. I actually was just talking to a friend. I was on a walk this morning talking to Anna Grace, our friend, about just how I have such a good feeling about this year. Like I know it's stereotypical, like new year, excited, good feeling, but I actually like genuinely have a really good feeling about 2023. Yeah, I do too. I feel like the vibes have been high lately. The sun's been shining. I've had a great week and I wouldn't say that I've gone into every year feeling good about the year. Like remember in 2020, which obviously was a horrible year, but like the first day of the year, Luna died, our dog. And I just had this feeling like, you know what, this year I think is going to be pretty tough. And it was 2020. So I agree. I feel like 2023 has a lot of good energy surrounding it and just like a lot of newness. And We're actually talking about how in numerology, 2023 adds up to seven. Oh, like lucky And that's seven. a lucky number and it signifies abundance, prosperity, luck for the year. So I'm going with it. Great. Yeah. And I think that's a good... A good little intro topic to start on because our episode this week is about like New Year, feeling your best on the inside and the out. Um, we have an yeah. amazing guest, Alex Seafelt. She is so incredible, really inspiring. I feel like she was a great guest to talk about fitness because we didn't just focus on the outside and your outside appearance. We talked a lot about how you feel on the inside. And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Allie and I were just talking about this before we start our intro, but my mom and I have been doing a cleanse for the last six days. Until today, um, after church, we went straight to Waffle House and I was just talking with my mom and like, we've done so good doing so well on our cleanse this week. But also, I just kind of think that I'm observing more of the 80-20 rule, which is something we talked about with Alex in this episode, because I'm putting my focus more in 2023 on how I feel on the inside and not as much on how I look on the outside. I don't know about you, but that's just kind of like my MO for the year. Yeah, I agree. I was just saying to Anna Grace, I'm really going with what feels good this year. Like if it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to force something that doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel aligned. Um, And yeah, I'm just going to do what feels good to me. And this morning, it felt good to me to go to Wynn's Coffee Shop, our brother, where he works, and get a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit on a Sunday morning. And I felt really great about it. I went on a walk after and just, you know, I don't I didn't let myself feel that guilt that I typically would. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of like conditioning your brain if you are used to kind of being hard on yourself about food choices. And um, I know that the topic of food is a sensitive subject for a lot of people out there. But I just think that I'm listening to my body more this year. Obviously, doing this cleanse, like I didn't really want to do it every day, but I did notice how good I started feeling um, just putting good things into my body. And putting good things into my mind too. So yeah, I think that's part of it too. Like what you feed your body, what you feed your mind, what you feed your soul. I think it all goes hand in hand. And I think too, going back to like being hard on yourself with food, I'm the type of person that's hard on myself about everything, like absolutely everything I do. So going into that mindset of just like, you know, doing what feels good is a challenge for me. And, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to growing in this year. Definitely. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that too. So yeah, all my all my achiever personalities out there. I, I feel yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we jump into this awesome episode, kicking off the new year, let's go over our weeks and what we're loving and leaving and all of that yeah. good stuff. Okay. Oh, here comes someone. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi mom. We're so happy because we ate some effing food. <laughs> A little cameo for this week's episode. Everyone say hi to Christy Bridgers. Oh, gosh. I didn't know y'all were live. I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to whisper. Oh, there you Allie, the Waffle House was on fire. Tell me about it. How how was it? I mean, I want to cry. It was so good. What did y'all get? Everything. A fried egg over medium. Two oars of hash browns. Two oars of bacon. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was glorious. And it was worth every little calorie because we have been really doing a good job of our cleanse. (laughs) 
I knew Christy would find her way down here during this <laughs> intro. I didn't. I didn't know you were on it. Sorry. Love you, mom. Bye, bye, Christy. Say bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I can't do anything in this house. There's always some cameo guest appearance. Um, <laughs> mom said you're gonna miss it when it's gone. Um, okay, let's run through our weeks like really briefly and then go in. Why don't you kick off the week because you had a banner week. <laughs> yeah, y'all. This is probably why I'm in such a good mood, but honestly, mainly because of the Waffle House. Um, so I didn't have a big week this week. So I bought my first big girl car this week and Yay! got a new job. So those are two. And it's actually crazy because both those things happened the same day within the span of like three hours. So that's incredible. I guess to start with the job a little bit, as y'all know, I've been doing freelance social media for literally since I was in high school. Like it's such a good side hustle. Um, we have a side hustle episode coming out soon. If you have any social media knowledge, it's such a great way to make money on the side. I would just run Instagrams for little businesses in Oxford and stuff like that. But I actually got an official social media manager position for a company out of Australia, um, which is really exciting. And I've been interviewing for that for like over a month and a half now. So I was in the car because I was going with my dad to test drive cars because I don't know if you guys heard this story, but when I was in Hawaii, my dad sold my car one random day in February. So I've been carless, which hasn't really affected me much since I've been living all over the earth. But um, now getting ready for my move to San Diego, I don't even think I've said that on here yet that I'm moving to San Diego, but we are officially talking about that now. Since my move to San Diego is coming up, I'm going to need a car. So we went to go test drive a car. I get an email that I got the job. So excited. And then we went to um, Barnes Crossing in Tupelo, and I actually found the most perfect car. I got the best deal on it. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's just, it's perfect. It's exactly what I was looking for, exactly what I was manifesting. Um, And yeah, so those are two big things. And definitely two highs of the week would be getting a job and getting a car. I mean, you need to be so proud of yourself. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a big deal. And um, then a few hours later... That night, I actually almost drove the car into the side of our house. I missed it, y'all. I'm not even kidding. I missed it by literally maybe two inches, maybe. And I was like, oh my gosh. I would have had to run away. I would have had to literally yeah, like, leave I mean, the house. Game over. Game over. No, it's Didn't, so cute. I, I love it. It's not what you wanted going in, right? You found it when you were there. Yeah. So I actually went to, I don't know if y'all have known like my car background but I've always been a jeep girly and actually our whole family at one point me Allie and Wynn all had the same exact car in different colors and um that was pretty comical but I've always been a jeep girl so I went to Tupelo to test drive a jeep um that I had never driven before and I got there and it was just kind of like okay not as good as I thought and I had the most amazing girl help me in Tubla. Her name's Haley. If you guys ever go, ask for Haley. She's the best. Um, and we, she was like, well, let's just go look around the back and see what's in the back. And we just kind of drove. I was driving the Jeep still, but I was looking at everything they had in the back. And um, I drove past the most beautiful, it's like a little Volkswagen um, Taos, I think it's the name of it. And I was like, it's so pretty. And she said, oh, yeah, we just got that one in. It's new. And I was like, oh, because I was originally going in to buy a used car. It was literally, I don't know how this worked out, but it was a much better deal than almost ever used car I was looking at. And wow, it was just like a godsend blessing. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of how that went down. But that it is like I went in thinking I was going to get one thing and I left with a whole different thing. So I'm no longer a Jeep girl, but um, I think the Volkswagen is really cute and is going to really thrive in San Diego and look really cute driving around. Oh, it's going to be so cute. I love it. I love a white car. I've actually I've actually been um seeing a lot of white cars lately that I really like. Yeah, I told dad when he went when we went originally, he was like, "Oh, you don't want to look at a silver one or a black." And I was like, "Honestly, my first car was white, and then the second car I had, I didn't really get any say in it." So, I've always been like a white car girl. And yeah. They literally said at the dealership, like if you're a white car lover, like white car people never branch out like they always are white car people and I think that's me so got new wheels got new job um and yeah just I would say those are my high of the week and I think my low 
almost goes a little hand in hand just because, like I said, I'm getting ready to move to San Diego, but um, there's a lot of parts of the move I can't control right now because I haven't gone to tour yet. I'm actually going this upcoming weekend to go tour um, some houses and apartments. So I feel like it's just, there's so many parts of it I can't control. I don't know the exact moving day. I don't know exactly where I'm going to live. So I just start focusing this week on things I can control. Like I can control making money and getting a job. I can control getting a car and getting that squared away. So, and I even went to Target while we were in Memphis this week and got like two lamps that are really cute and pillows, things that I don't need to know like specific room details about. So I'm just focusing on the things I can't control right now. That's my MO. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Good way to be. Um, well, my week is going to not be as exciting as yours. Um, but I would say my high this week is I usually get like pretty bad seasonal depression. Like January sucks for me. Like I'm sure so many of you guys experience that. But I came fully prepared to go into January and just like have a great month. I just like set out from the beginning. And so this week I just like made a lot of plans And typically I just get into my week, the grind, like go, go, go. And this week, like I was actually, I had plans three out of the five nights of the week and then Friday, Saturday. So I just, it was nice to like see friends and be social and go out and about. Um, Yeah, I've just, you know, been getting out of the house even when it's cold and all you want to do is get under the covers and watch Emily in Paris. Definitely. I feel like the best way to kind of combat like any sort of, seasonal depression or just like being in a low vibe in general is just being busy and surrounding yourself with people. And I feel like, you know, obviously in the summer and the spring when the weather is beautiful, there's way more reasons to like get outside and hang out. But even in the colder months, like just finding something to do. I'm always a person that like I love to look forward to things. Yeah. So having something that I'm looking forward to on my calendar, like just makes my week better in general. Yeah, totally. And, you know, one of the things I took away from Cassie's book who we had on the show, I guess it was two weeks ago now, was, you know, even when you feel like you're so busy and you don't have time, make time for friends and like being social and doing things with the people you love because of the way you feel after. It just makes you feel so happy and it makes you feel like you have more time than you actually do. Mm -hmm. And just like prioritizing the things that make you happy. And for most people, being around the people that we love makes us happy. Definitely. Totally agree. Um, Did you have a low this week at all? I think my low of the week, honestly, um, I'm just like in this kind of period of I don't know what's next for me and like big life decisions. I feel like I'm on the verge of like having to make and I just don't really know what to do. And instead of getting bogged down by those, I think, you know, for me, it's just kind of like I said, being in my go with the flow era and just kind of letting things come to me instead of forcing them to work out or just like chasing down things. Um, you know, obviously doing the work that I need to do, but not getting so frustrated when the answer just like, isn't there. I think that I kind of got caught up in that this week at a couple of points and just coming back to, you know, how I want to move forward. Yeah. I'm resonating with that a lot. Just, Some things it's like, you know, it's going to work out and you know, there is a solution, but you just can't see that right now. So you'd have to like blindly trust that that's going to happen because I mean, just think about it. Like in life, when has something just like totally not worked out either one way or the other, you know? Yeah. So like it's hard when you feel like you've been in a period of waiting for so long, like you've been waiting for the answer or you've been waiting, you know, for the right direction to be revealed. And it's just waiting. Move out of your parents' house for months. And months. Yeah, I think just like the waiting period is not a great place to be in. I mean, there's like you know so many lessons to be learned there, and there's beauty in learning how to trust, um, you know, the plan and the path for your life. But it just sucks when you're in the middle of the waiting. You know, totally. I feel that. That's very valid. So I feel you on that. Um, but do you have any loves and leaves for the week? I do, actually. Um, So my love for the week is something that's been a bright spot in my mornings is a milk frother. Mm, I love a milk frother. I can't recommend it enough. It just starts your day off. You feel like you're on vacation. It's so fancy. You can do half and half. You can do almond milk, whatever your favorite creamer is. And you just put it on top of your coffee and it feels like you just went to Starbucks. Literally, mom got a milk frother as well, and she actually bought the Starbucks like creamer. It's like the um something like cinnamon. Oh, the cinnamon dolce. 
Yeah, cinnamon dolce creamer um, from Starbucks that they sell at the store. And she froths it and puts in her coffee. And it literally tastes better than any Starbucks drink I've ever gotten. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. And when I move, I definitely plan on getting one because I feel like I would not spend as much money on fancy coffees if I had the ability to, like, make it at home. Yeah, totally. So... I um, agree with that. Yeah, it just like, you know, it's something to look forward to in the morning, get your day going, and I love it. Definitely. I would say my love for this week would be, I know this is pretty basic and I'm a little late to the game, but I finally got a Stanley Cup and (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. So I had been seeing every single female who's ever walked this earth have a Stanley Cup and like at the gym you know, everywhere. And I was like, I want to say like that, but on Amazon, I'm not even kidding you guys. They were like 80 to a hundred dollars, like up charge, like up price so much on Amazon because they're just sold out everywhere. So, so mom and I went to Memphis the other day when I got the lamps and the pillows and stuff, we were at Target and I literally spoke it in the car. I was like, mom, I really want to find a Stanley cup. They sell them at Target. I hope they have them here, whatever. So I go in immediately run to the water bottle aisle it's all cleared out. Like it, it literally looked like there was going to be a water bottle shortage and it was nothing. But then I just got on the ground and I peeked under the bottom row. And what did I find? I found two, not just one, two pink, light pink Stanley cups, the exact color I was looking for online, pushed in the back, just waiting for me. Whatever energy you've been in this past week, I need some of that. Well, it has, I've definitely had lows the week, but just those like two days, I guess I was just like really high vibe. And I was so happy I found two because I knew mom would melt down if I only had one. Because at first she was like, Bird, you don't need that Stanley cup. You have a water bottle. And then, like, I guess she started noticing them more at yoga and she's like, All my friends have Stanley cups. (laughs) Wait, what is the difference between a Stanley cup and a Yeti cup? Um, I think it's just what's trending right now. Like the Stanley goes in your cup holder, but holds 40, 40 ounces of water and has the straw. And I'm like such a big straw fan, but I think it's just that you can put a ton of water in it and like take it everywhere. And not, I don't think any Yetis or like my simple modern water bottle that I love, they don't fit in cup holders. No, it's really annoying it's when you're so driving. frustrating. My water bottle is like flying all over my car at all times. <laughs> Literally. My water bottle is like flying from the front to the very trunk. I thought I hit a car, but it's just my water bottle. So yeah, I think that is something that I'm loving is a Stanley Cup. I wasn't sure about the hype of it, but so many people were telling me how much they loved it. But I think the hype, I can definitely confirm. Yeah, the cup holder size. That that's clutch. Um, okay, one more thing I'm adding to my love list. I love this season of Emily in Paris. It's so good. I'm not I've never even seen Emily in Paris. Oh my god, you're missing out. It's so cute. It's just like a light, fun show, and the outfits are incredible. If this shows you any contrast of what me and Allie watch on TV, so I watch <laughs> I watched the best docu-series about high school football with my dad this week. We, like, love a uh, football docu-series, like, anything that shows the process of the season. Um, it's about a high school in Minneapolis called – in the. it's called Boys in Blue um, is the name of the show. But it's, like, a four-part show, and it's so good. And I just – me and dad literally binged it and finished it in, like, two nights. So that's what wow. we watched. Um, okay, well, something I am leaving this week is I'm leaving timelines. I'm done with timelines. I'm done putting timelines like on myself for things. I'm done putting timelines on anything, really. I just feel like I get a lot of frustration around timelines, and I just don't like them. Yeah, I actually feel like that could really be something I'm leaving as well. Like, Especially with this move coming up, I've just been putting so many timelines and dates and pressure on it literally since the jump. And now I'm just like so over it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to move when I move and I'm just going to have to let Jesus take the wheel here. So I'm with Yeah. You. And if you think about it, like time is such a made up concept. I don't know. I feel like I get so fixated on timelines, like even simple things like timelines for my day. And then I get stressed if I like am not, you know, somewhere when I said I wanted to be there or, you know, whatever it is, like I'm not at the gym at a certain time. I just am done with that. I feel like it just puts me in a bad space. Yeah. That's a mood. I feel you on that one. I honestly... I think I'm just going to ride with you on that one, leaving timelines behind. And also just like quick 
emotional responses because I feel like I'm just really quick to respond to things very emotionally and then like I end up wasting so much emotion you know like it's like a crisis ah, and then like it's resolved like two hours later so I think I'm just gonna leave the timelines and just leave like quick emotional responses and just kind of like go with the flow this week that's what I'm gonna try to do yeah yeah let's do it that's our intention for the week let things come to us be open receptive no timelines um, but kind of going off of that, I loved our conversation with Alex because we talked a lot about taking the pressure off of yourself, which is something obviously that resonates with me. And, you know, just finding joy in exercise and in eating. And like we said at the top of the intro, like eating what feels good, doing the workout that feels good to you. And you actually see so many more results. I love that we focus not just on feeling good on the outside, but also the inside. And I just thought this was a really honest conversation. So for anyone out there who is setting some fitness goals for 2023, but wanting to go about it in a healthy way, I feel like this is the episode for you. Um, a little bit more about Alex before we jump in. Alex Seafelt is a fitness influencer. She is a trainer on the app WeGlow and all around just an amazing person. We actually ended up connecting through social media, which is basically how I meet everyone these days. Um, and it was just such an honor to have her on and to hear about what she's so passionate about. And I left the conversation feeling really inspired. So I hope you guys all do the same. I'm so excited to have you on. We actually connected in a crazy way that wasn't even fitness related. We connected through loving to travel um, on TikTok and just kind of started messaging on Instagram. And then I saw that you had this like amazing fitness page going and Allie and I were just saying literally that day, let's find someone who, you know, loves like fitness and who can talk fitness with us. And I was like, perfect. This time of year too, everyone has their fitness goals. I mean, I've been in the gym this week and it is packed to the brim. People are ready to roll. (laughs) Oh yeah. First, you know, the first day of the year I walked in and it was absolutely packed. And a lot of people typically will get annoyed and frustrated because it's hard to get a machine, but I feel like that's the best thing to see. Just seeing everyone at least taking the first step and starting the new year off on a good note. I guess just to kick us off, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into this kind of fitness realm? Yeah, so you said it earlier that we kind of connected in a cool way over TikTok, which social media nowadays is such a powerful tool and I think can be used in, you know, positive and negative ways. But I think connecting with like-minded people, at least for us, I think I reached out to you And I was like, oh, my God, I love your stuff. Like, it's amazing just finding people that you could travel with um, and just kind of share that connection. And so when I originally got started with social media, it was back over COVID. So the world had shut down. And I think obviously, like, that was kind of where everything took off. But even going further back, me personally, I started martial arts when I was three years old. My younger brother got diagnosed with autism, and so my parents wanted me to learn how to defend him. And from there, just living an active lifestyle was kind of like the biggest part of my life. And competing, traveling, doing all that stuff for tournaments just ultimately turned into me loving fitness and health and wellness. And so as I grew up from the age of 16 on, I was super obsessed with my health, just making sure eating the right foods, making sure that you know, my training regimen kind of complemented martial arts in ways. And then when COVID happened, obviously, I wasn't able to train in person with martial arts anymore. So I kind of started, you know, filming videos in my backyard, making my mom, you know, do all the handiwork for me. And from there, I just really developed a passion and just like sharing my experience and training with other people. And then Instagram, TikTok, all those platforms, it just kind of happened and took off. And from there, it's just been the biggest blessing. And so fitness is everything to me. And it just helps me leave or live such a meaningful life. I love hearing about people during COVID and all of the kind of careers and just accounts and pages that sprung up during that time. So interesting. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy to see people that I mean, over COVID, that was already like almost three years ago. And in the beginning, you know, you saw people on the platform and it's such a TikTok specifically is such a cool platform because you could really post anything, but fitness 
has become such a relevant topic nowadays, especially with like our generation, Gen Z. I feel like a lot more people are taking their fitness and health more serious. And it's a really cool thing to see. Yeah, definitely. And we were talking about at the beginning of the interview, you know, New Year, people are hitting the gym, have goals and resolutions. Um, So what are some simple fitness resolutions that people can make and actually keep in the new year? So everyone gets like, I actually didn't make any New Year's resolutions this year. And that was a decision I made with myself because I think when it comes to fitness in particular, it really shouldn't have to wait for the new year. And I think that is a huge misconception. It's just that you have to wait for a certain time to make decisions for your health and wellness. And I think for me personally, everything transformed for me when I started taking my word seriously. Like I respected other people my whole life. And I was like, you know, I need to have the same love and respect for myself. And so wanting to take my health and wellness more seriously, like the small decisions on a daily basis, I think that going into the new year, it's the daily decisions you make, even in the tiny moments where you're like, okay, I want to wake up at, you know, 6am, 7am, depending on your schedule and making that commitment, like there's no negotiating. As soon as that alarm goes off, you get up, you show up, even if it's not the most insane workout, even if you do 10 minutes, it's just showing up for yourself because your small decisions over a long period of time become your habits and ultimately become your lifestyle. So going into the new year, just having that respect for yourself. And if you're going to make a decision, if you're going to try to transform your life, start small and make a nutrition decision, whether you're going to you know, take something out of your diet, just kind of fitting it into the lifestyle you have now, instead of trying to like, create this whole new approach, because it's not sustainable. Yeah, I love that. Because I feel like so many people just aim so high. And not that that's bad, but it's they make these crazy resolutions and goals. And then they're so hard on themselves when they can't stick with it. So I love the idea of starting small, because setting just like smaller daily goals, instead of one long overall goal starting small in the gym could be you know as simple as spending 10 minutes on the treadmill or you know trying to do weights for 10 minutes a week or twice a week or something like that exactly you want to make it something that you can easily incorporate into your life because as soon as it gets overwhelming that's when you fall off and so it's just you want to love it you want to genuinely enjoy it and enjoy your life and so making those small decisions 10 minutes and then maybe next day it's 15 or you lead to 30 like that's the ultimate goal eventually that's my take on the new year some people don't agree necessarily they think that set your goals high but I'm like that for me in the past has just not worked ultimately so speaking of spending time on the treadmill do you believe in 12 3 30 okay so personally I love it actually I think for me, I bring a book all the time. That is my thing, whether it's the Stairmaster, the treadmill. So I heard about 12, is it 12, 330? I think that's what it is. And I tried it and it was genuinely difficult for me because I don't do a ton of cardio. But I think with that, that's something that's super measurable. So over time, it became a lot easier for me. And it was just a way to pass time reading a book and being productive. Um, I think any type of cardio, you can walk on the treadmill doing a different incline or a different speed. It's all beneficial. Maybe not in the exact same way, but you're doing something for your heart rate and working a little bit harder, getting that cardio in. But I don't necessarily believe like, oh, it makes your legs look like this, which I've seen. I think any type of cardio could do that. So that's my take on 12 to 30. So you don't do a ton of cardio. No, but I think it depends on like what I'm trying to do at that moment. Like right now I'm incorporating more cardio just because it's good for your heart health. Like lifting weights is great, but getting a little sweat in a couple times a week and really challenging yourself in that aspect, I definitely deem to be important in my routine. But 12, 3.30 is just like an easy thing that I just plug into the treadmill and I'm like, okay, I, I know exactly what I need to do and get done. So in that way, I do like it. Okay, that makes me feel better that 12330 has the Alex stamp of approval because I see that everywhere and all over social media, but also a lot of the time you see things that are just like a, a trend because one person said it was cool and it's actually not effective. So I'm glad to hear that because actually we all do that and my mom is a huge fan. So I'm glad to hear that. Yep. 
I mean, any incline is good for you, like walking and stuff. And so I don't know what is being like talked about on TikTok. I will say that. Like, I'm not educated in that sense. I just heard about the trend and I tried it and I genuinely liked it. And so that's like where my stamp of approval comes from in that way. Okay, good. Well, I feel like people, there's a misconception around like you have to spend like so much time doing cardio. That's the only way to, you know, lose weight or build muscle. But it sounds like that's not entirely true. Oh, not entirely true at all. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. I think that people will absolutely destroy their bodies doing so much cardio. And if that's genuinely the way you enjoy to train, then that's a different story, right? Some people would rather run 10 miles than do one hit workout. I have a friend that she says all the time, she's like, I'd rather do a half marathon than an hour hit workout. And I'm like, you are crazy. Oh my gosh, can't relate. <laughs> no, not at all. So obviously we mentioned that we connected through our love for travel. And this is a question I get a lot and I feel like I'm way less qualified to answer this. But knowing that you love to travel, how do you stay fit on the go? And what's your advice for other people? I think now I put less pressure on myself to stay super active while I travel because having that balance is just so important. I was at one point obsessive with training where if I missed a day or even a week, I was on myself and just, I felt so bad. So now when I travel, I like to genuinely just be able to enjoy my time. And if I could fit a workout in, then great. Um, I don't even necessarily pay super close attention to my diet. I love food. I love culture. And so I fully embrace it when I'm traveling. But I think just, I mean, I'm very active. I love hiking and just walking and touring around towns. And so that's just my way of being active when I travel. But if you have a gym in your hotel, like I will definitely use it. But in general, I like to just take the pressure off and not really care too much in that sense, unless it's for a long extended period of time. But you got to make it a part of your life. And so when you have off time, whether it's a week or two, like that really shouldn't make a big difference in your overall, like your body doesn't change that drastically (laughs) in two weeks. So it's not a huge deal if you miss a workout. If anything, it might be good for you and a good reset mental health wise also to just know that there's balance to everything. Mm -hmm. Are there any fitness apps that you like to use? Maybe if you are on the go and you don't have access to a gym or do you just kind of come up with something on your own or what do you prefer to do? So I actually am a trainer on an app called WeGlow. Um, It's based in London. And so on the app, we have a specific section where it's totally just HIIT workouts. And so HIIT workouts on the go is one of my favorite ways to train. They're so efficient, quick. And um, so we have those all pre-planned with times. And I have the videos on there of like you following me along. And so that's a super efficient way to at least get a workout in no equipment or minimal equipment. That is like my favorite thing ever, especially because there's different trainers. So challenging the way that you train and kind of switching it up like that is huge for me. So that's what I do personally. Yeah. And I think that that's such a good point about not being hard on yourself, because if you're traveling and especially if it's like a shorter vacation, like you're there to enjoy and you don't really need that. Like the just like self-talk of like, oh, I need to be working out. Like you need to enjoy what you're doing. And Um, also with like eating, like you're there to experience, like you said, the culture, like I want to try every food when I travel and really immerse myself. And also just like the walking when I was in Italy, especially, or when I was in Europe this summer in general, I think there was like three days out of maybe like 70 days that I didn't hit over 10,000 steps while walking. Like we walked everywhere. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I was in Europe this summer too. And specifically in Italy, I remember looking down at my Apple Watch and being like, I burned more calories and got more steps in than I would have doing like my workout at home. This is just as beneficial. And so yeah, yeah, it's a journey, not a not a race. And so just understanding that there's going to be times where you can't work out or you shouldn't have to. I think it's a a good mental reset and kind of keeps you grounded in that sense. Because when you have this high expectation of yourself to every day perform it longevity wise it doesn't work like that life happens injuries happen sometimes you just need a day you need a reset and being able to give yourself that especially when traveling is huge 
Yeah. And I feel like too, when you start to resent working out or you start to dread it, it stops to work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen that with myself personally too, especially over COVID. It was really positive in the beginning. And then when you have no time on your hand or when you have nothing to do and you have all the time on your hands, it became almost like this obsessive tool where I would do workouts at like 11 o'clock at night. And if anything, this is a good thing to talk about because it kind of shows you what not to do, especially from someone who is in the fitness field and has experienced this, where I was so obsessed with the idea of working out, where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing anything all day. I have to work out. But I saw over time, over the course of a few months, where I was like, wait, like this is really unhealthy, (laughs) where I would be working out, jump roping in my living room at 11 at night. And that's where I had to really reflect and think to myself, like, okay, is this what I want my internal definition of fitness to be? It should not be like this. It should not be feeling the need to work out three times a day or even twice a day. Like you do what feels good, but having that internal dialogue and making sure it doesn't turn into resentment in the long run is so important because I've definitely seen that happen for people where it turns into resentment that altogether you just completely give up and it's not, it's not, doesn't have the best mental effect on you. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I can relate to that. I'm sure so many of our listeners can too. It's like, I've gone through phases, especially like my senior year of college, where if I didn't work out that day, like my whole day revolved around working out. Like I would start to sacrifice like time with my friends because I needed to go get an orange theory class in, or I would need to go, you know, on a run again or do hit the gym. But when it becomes something that takes over your life or prohibits you from doing other things that you enjoy, that's when I think you need to sit down and like you said, have that reflection time with yourself and say, you know what, is this healthy? Yeah. And that's like with toxic fitness culture with social media. I mean, I think for me, especially on TikTok, I do hear people saying like, oh, with things that are being promoted nowadays, but like my for you page, for example, I get a lot of positive stuff where what you consume is so important and really does change the way you view fitness. So I think for my platform specifically, I mean, obviously you see, I I work out often, but I think it's also important to share the struggles that you go through when you don't feel like working out or how like it has affected your life mentally in some ways and just being vulnerable in that sense and not having it seem like every day revolves around working out that you do have a life too, because you set unrealistic expectations for people consuming your content. And so that's something that I've tried to be more aware of as well, because especially with the platform, you want to make sure that you're providing the right message. Absolutely. And I think that's the most important thing about social media is that everyone always just shows, we know this, like said a million times, their highlight reel and it makes you feel like, am I the only person that's struggling? Like, am I the only person that's feeling this way? Because these people are like at the gym every day and they love it. And, you know, they're not showcasing that. So I really commend you on showing that and making an effort to do that. I've, I watch all of your videos. So I know for a fact that you do, and I appreciate it just as a consumer and someone who's watching. I appreciate that. And I think when I have individual talks with people, one thing I try to remind everyone is that at the end of the day, like, this is my job. It's my career. It is my career to wake up every day, go to the gym and take care of myself, which I'm very blessed with, but also to remind other people that it's not your job. So you don't have two, three hours to maybe give in the morning to go to the gym. Even if you could get 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, like that's all that matters. And so I definitely think just Captions are huge too, just kind of letting people know, a little side note, like this is my career, this is my job, this isn't just, you know, I I do have time and um, just kind of helping people adjust to their lifestyle is something that I'm super passionate about. And that's why with the app, it's such a huge way to make fitness accessible, which is why I'm also so passionate about that career path I'm going down because it just opens the door for so many people living busy lives. That's such a good reminder because we see, you know, these photos of people that just have insane bodies and you forget, like, that is their job. That's, you know, what they do every day. And, you know, it kind of takes the pressure off of, you know, yourself to remind you that, you know, it's not your job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and my my boyfriend, my boyfriend is an athlete. We just had this conversation literally like four days ago. And I like have to remind him a lot because he's just been in that fitness, like, you know, his 
like he does jujitsu, so kind of similar to you doing martial arts, and he's oh, been yeah. in that world forever. And I have to remind him, like, hello, you are an athlete professionally. That's your job. Like, we are all, the rest of us are normal people, and we, like, are trying our best. And you can't, like, give someone this critique because, like, they don't have time to go do this, you know? And he was like, wow, yeah. Like, he was just saying, like, he's always surrounded by that all the time and everyone who it is their job. So Mm -hmm. that is so true. Something we just talked about. It is hard to escape that mindset in a way because when you're so used to like your lifestyle, like for me at one point I was like, oh my gosh, no, you just made time to go. And my one friend who's in medical school, she ran me through her daily routine where she wakes up, studies for like four hours, goes to classes, comes back home, has to study more. And I'm genuinely sitting there like, okay, if I were in her shoes, how would I incorporate fitness into my life? it would be so challenging and so taxing because you're mentally being pushed so much already that it literally is just like anything you get in 20 minutes on the treadmill is beneficial. Even if for at that point, you're solely doing it for your mental health because I'd go crazy doing what she's doing. And so it's important to bring yourself back down to reality and realize everyone lives their own life and you cannot compare your day 100 to someone else's day one or your life to someone else's. It's about you and your own journey and what you can make work for you. Yeah. We talk a lot about protecting your peace and curating your social feed as a way to do that. And, you know, looking at it through the lens of fitness too. So if there are fitness influencers that you follow that just consistently make you feel bad about yourself or that you're not doing enough, like you really need to weed through that and find people to follow that are uplifting and encouraging. So that's, that's a really good point you bring up. Oh, absolutely. Even myself as somebody in the fitness industry. I don't follow many people. I follow maybe 120 or something like that. I'm very particular because your energy and your peace is top priority. And seeing how social media has affected my mental health in the past, you have to protect that. And if there's somebody that you follow that you almost have to, you can mute their feed, but never feel bad. And I think that's one thing I've had to teach myself of like unfollowing people you have to have that non-negotiable with yourself and those boundaries that if this is affecting me in any other way, that's not positive. I'm removing it from my life because we don't realize how that toxic buildup occurs and what it does to us subconsciously. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. A lot of people talk about how diet and fitness go hand in hand. And I think, you know, diet culture is, Obviously, another thing that's on social media that can be hard, but do you have any, you know, positive, simple changes that you've made to your either diet or fitness routine that you've seen the most progress from so far in your journey? Yeah, that's actually a question I am excited to answer because I have been through the extremes and now I'm at the, like the best point I've ever been diet wise. I was vegan for a few years and then I was vegetarian And then when COVID happened, I kind of just went back to eating everything and anything. Um, But now I'm at a point where, you know, I let myself eat whatever I want. And it's truly like for me, the 80-20 rule, where I try to make sure 80% of what I eat is nourishing because I genuinely just feel better. It's not necessarily to meet calorie intake or carbs, fats, like I don't measure any of that. If anything, I maybe have a protein goal that I will try my best to hit on a daily basis. But just following that mindset of not limiting yourself, because that's where, again, unhealthy habits and behaviors occur. So just if I'm craving a cookie, I will most certainly eat a cookie. Or if I want to eat a pint of ice cream, I will eat a pint of ice cream. Um, And so I think that for me, has changed the way I view diet, culture, fitness in general, because it also makes it that much more enjoyable. So the advice that I would give people, again, extremes do not work at all whatsoever. And diet, it's like a cycle where, okay, maybe you go for a keto diet, which I've seen a lot of people do. But what happens when the keto diet ends? You typically go back to your normal way of eating. Or if you're trying to eat salads every day or detox. Again, you go back to your normal habits, the way that you have um, built them. And so finding something that's sustainable, 80-20 rule for me has been the biggest 
transformative change that I've made when it comes to my fitness routine, for sure. Because diet and fitness do go hand in hand and everybody's bodies are different. So what I consume maybe won't make someone else feel good, but paying attention to how you feel and how you perform and how your mental space is clarity wise um, will help you determine like what you should be consuming and, you know, how much wiggle room you have for, you know, things that aren't necessarily great for you, but should be enjoyed. I, I love the 80-20 rule because, you know, eating, it's so dependent on the person. It's so hard to make a blanket statement like you need to be eating keto or you need to be eating more carbs. It's just so hard to say. But I feel like with the 80-20 rule, like that's pretty universal. You know, like you try to make healthy decisions 80% of the time, give yourself grace 20%. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That is my favorite. If I could give anyone piece of advice for diet, that would be it. 80 20. Do that definitely. because it's so sustainable. And a lot of people, you know, set these extreme fitness goals, extreme diet goals. They become either really resentful and quit, or they start developing just super unhealthy relationships with food and exercise. And then that's just two really hard things to battle. So, I love that you said that. That's really encouraging. We can still eat a cookie. Our mom's going to be really stoked to hear that. (laughs) Um, Okay. I want to ask you something, Alex, and I know this was on the question list. So if you like don't know anything about it, we can just scratch it, but I was just interested. Um, So lately on TikTok, like I've heard a lot about the apps like 28 and flow that's like menstrual cycle tracking and it gives you recommendations on exercises for what like phase of your period that you're in and um it has like different exercises so it's like this week you should be doing hit and then the next week you should be doing like low impact or like you know cardio whatever do you think that there's truth in that and have you ever heard of that I actually had, so when I was in London last summer doing work for the app, a um, one of the guys I work for in the company, he actually brought that up to me and was wow. like, I heard that this is super beneficial and it's important to pay attention to. And at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that because when I do have my time a month, I do feel completely different than when I don't and you should accommodate to your body and its needs because it's almost like how could you not have to at certain points like if you feel like garbage if you have awful cramps um depending on where you are in your cycle there's definitely truth to that and I would definitely have to do more research but I actually am trying to learn more about that which is funny you brought that up because I noticed for me when I have it I'm trying to lift weights I'm mentally just not there. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like I should be doing this. And so when he said that, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. And so just, I mean, since then, I kind of just have relaxed a little when it comes to my time of month. I'm like, you know what? I mean, yeah. I don't feel good today. I'm not going to force myself to go. But yeah. I mean, those apps, I would definitely like do some more research on that. But I 1000% think there is some truth to how you train and how it affects your cycle, for sure. Yeah, the app that I've been using is called 28. And it doesn't like cycle track or anything, but it shows you like recommended foods for like your hormone levels. And it's not anything crazy. It's just like oranges are good for today because it balances out this. And then it gives you workout. And it actually has like workouts on the app that you can just do. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up, Bird. I'm fascinated by it too. I've been trying out a couple of different apps to see which one I like the best. And it's really interesting too, because even if you don't have a period, like if you're on a birth control where you don't have a period, you can still sync your cycle up to the cycle of the moon. Okay. So that's true. Sometimes mm-hmm. of the month, you're going to have a lot of energy and sometimes you're just going to feel more kind of um, internal and you just kind of want to maybe do a slow flow yoga. And it's so interesting. I definitely recommend looking into it. Yeah, I just wrote it down. I'm going to download that as soon as <laughs> we're done for yeah. sure. Alex, well, our last question that we like to ask all of our guests, is there an affirmation or a mantra that you're living by right now? Oh, um, that is a good question. I think that, you know, at this point in my life, I am going through a very transformative time in my life right now. Um, I mean... I'll be very vulnerable in the sense I just went through recent heartbreak 
And I think heartbreak in general is just one of the best experiences you can go through in life if you look at it with a optimistic perspective and being young, just turning 23, started the new year and trying to figure out my life and career. I've been just trying to take everything one day at a time. That mm-hmm. is the biggest model right now. And it's so simple, but so overlooked where just every day, every decision you make, just being present in that and not worrying too much about the future because it just brings so much anxiety, which I've dealt with in the past and not reflecting too much on the past because it's there for a reason. Um, but yeah, one day at a time is like my new, every morning I wake up, I'm like, you know what, today's going to be a great day. Just being present in those thoughts and affirmations. Um, but that is, yeah, that's definitely the motto I'm living by this year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable to vulnerable enough to share that. And I almost think that can tie in also to your fitness journey and your nutrition journey, like one day at a time. You know, don't beat yourself up over one bad day. Just look at each day as a new one and one day at a time. So I love that. I actually did a meditation this morning about pain and it talked about how pain is the soul's sandpaper. So it refines you. It shows you what you need to become an even shinier, better version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. It makes you, it forces you to internally reflect on parts of yourself that you have never even discovered. And it's been the most amazing learning experience. But again, it's just all how you view life. And, you know, you have your moments, you have your bad days. And that's like being present. I think women are so powerful in that sense where we are such emotional creatures and beings and being able to be vulnerable with ourselves and not compartmentalize our emotions, but just take it and face it head on. um, It really just, I think, sets you up for success in the long run because it's such a powerful tool to be present with yourself and your thoughts. Um, but yeah, I love that saying for sure. Yeah. I think you either look at pain and heartbreak as something that can tear you down or as a lesson that can help you rebuild an even better version of yourself. Absolutely. Um, Alex, well, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at fit by Alex Seafelt and TikTok is my full name, Alexander Seafelt. We'll link your Instagram and TikTok um, in our show notes and also your app. So it's we or the app you teach on WeGlow. Yeah, WeGlow. Is that what you said? Yep. Just one okay. phrase, WeGlow. And you can also find that in my TikTok and Instagram links. But I highly recommend the app. It is absolutely amazing and is definitely changing the fitness game for sure. Okay, perfect. So if anyone's looking for a quick like little thing to download make a difference we glow go find alex on there and let's start our fitness journey one day at a time oh yeah thank (laughs) you guys so much i've I've loved this important conversation thank you for joining us